welcome to non-Sunday school. Enjoy the worship. This is 
and we are going to go ahead and get started um, again again we're going to start with prayer so let's go ahead and start with prayer father god in the name of jesus we thank you so much for this room one tonight we thank you father for all of the people that you have already spoken to father um, who have already renounced and sent messages saying that they were renouncing we thank you for showing them the truth god and we thank you father for all of those who are considering it or who just want to know your truth father we also thank you for those who are in the room for support we also thank you for the room uh, those who are in the room tonight to be intercessors watchmen on the wall god so we thank you right now we invite your holy spirit into this room on tonight holy spirit we ask you to take over this room let your presence be felt in the room tonight in the name of jesus i arrest every demon that would try to come in the room tonight every spirit of distraction i bind you right now in the name of jesus and i send you back to the pits of hell i thank you father right now that your spirit of truth is being loosed in this room on tonight father let your spirit of truth fall on every believer father in the name of jesus and father i thank you right now i command the strong man to stand down right now in the name of jesus every strong man father that has been holding your people in bondage we command you right now by the power of the blood of jesus we command you to stand down we command you to let god's people go tonight in the name of jesus and father we thank you right now those father who have been disobedient to your word to the point father we turned them over to a reprobate mind father we ask for grace tonight we ask father that while they're in this room on tonight lift that reprobate mind from them father in the name of jesus lift it father so that they can hear your truth on tonight and i thank you father that once they hear your truth, Father, you're gonna give them an opportunity to make a choice. You're gonna give them an opportunity to make a decision. I bind the spirit of fear right now in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of deception right now in the name of Jesus. I bind the spirit of strife right now in the name of Jesus. Any spirit that is unholy, we send it right now back to the pits of hell. We thank you, Father, for a spirit of peace being in this room on tonight. We thank you, Father, for a spirit of love being in this room on tonight in the name of Jesus. Every witch that would try to come into the room, I arrest you right now in the name of Jesus. You have no power over this atmosphere. The blood of Jesus reigns over this atmosphere in the name of Jesus. Every warlock, every chant, every hex, every vex that has been sent towards this room on tonight, we boomerang it back right now to the name in the name of Jesus to the head of the sender. Your plans did not work, Satan. We thank you right now, Father, for the victory in this room tonight, God. And we know, Father, that it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by your spirit that the deliverance shall take place in this room on tonight. So, Father, we yield our tongues to you. We thank you for your anointing being on us, God. We thank you for your hands being on us, Father. Well, you called us into the kingdom for such a time as this, God. Not just the ones that's up on the panel right now, God, but there are people that you have placed in the audience tonight, God. Where you called them to be voices crying out in the wilderness, God, speaking your truth with boldness, God. So we thank you, Father, that for those who are in the room, not because they're a member of an organization, but because they want the knowledge and the information to be able to cry out boldly, we thank you, Father, for giving them that information on tonight. So, Father, again, we give you all of the glory. We yield our tongues to you tonight, Father. We thank you that the angels are standing guard in the room. Let the angels draw their swords right now. Let them cut away any spirit, Father, that would try to attack the minds of your people right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. And we call it done in the name of Jesus. Holy Spirit, we submit, take over. We yield to you right now. 
and we thank you in advance that it's already done in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So again, um, welcome to Holy Smoke, God and Greek Letter Organizations, part four. My name is Faiza Imani. We have our panelists up here, Marcus, Corbett, Yeshua, all renounced members of Greek letter organizations. Um, they, of course, were part of part one, two, and three as well. Um, but God said, do the room again, and this time record it so that his word can get out to his people. And that's why we're doing part four, so that we can record everything, so that it's out there, people can listen to it and share it. But what we're going to do, I'm going to yield my mic to Marcus and Corbett and Yeshua, um, so they can go ahead, introduce themselves. Um, Y'all can just tell, um, you know, the organization that you renounce from, when you renounce, how God led you to renounce. Just share what you want to share for a moment with the audience. And then I'll go last and we're going to jump right into the word. I know a lot of you in the room tonight, um, you've heard opinions from other people and you're here tonight to see what the word says about it. And that's what we want to give you. We're not giving you our opinions on tonight. We're giving you what the word says about it. One more time before I yield my mic, hit the plus sign at the bottom, invite people into the room, hit the arrows on the left at the bottom so you can share the room in your hallway. And I'm going to yield my mic to Marcus. Go ahead and take over, Marcus. Good evening, everyone. My name is Marcus Pierre, and I'm a renounced member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. I pledged in the fall of 2000 at the University of Florida. I was uh, I was 18 years old when I pledged. Uh, didn't really know what I was getting into. Uh, it was a fun experience. Uh, the way I came to renouncing it was when an evangelist last year asked me, he said, are you in any secret societies? I said, no, what do you mean? He said, are you in a fraternity? I said, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, in five, I'm a Sigma. And he said, well, you know, that's dedicated to a false god. And I was like, what? And so I did my research. I watched a lot of YouTube videos and um, that really broke down what happened, what, what what's, these organizations are really a part of. And I was like, oh, wow. And I had to repent. And there was a verse that I wanted to say, too, that really strikes a chord with this. Isaiah 42, 8 says, I am the Lord. That is my name and my glory. I will not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. And these Greek letter organizations are, that's exactly what they are, graven images. Um, they're worshiped through hand signs and paraphernalia and strolls. But we're here to tell you today that um, it's, it's not of God and it's actually a bondage to the body of Christ as well. So I yield my mic. Amen. Hey everyone, I'm Corbett Clark. Uh, I Denounce or I renounced spring 2015. I crossed spring 2013. Um, and I made my public denouncing video. Um, renouncing just meaning, you know, from your heart, denouncing me like a formal declaration. I did that in about July, August 2020, and um, yeah, so. That's my introduction. I used to be a former member of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated. I'm excited to see what guys want to do. This is like the most we've ever had on the um, panel. So, and I'm, I know a lot of people are, or guys getting a lot of people's attention in this hour. In the last two, three years, more people have denounced than I've ever seen in my life. So 
it's a beautiful thing. Um, so I just pray that God just gives anybody who's listening the freedom and the strength to make the decision that they want to do. I've been in you all shoes who are trying to make the decision, but don't really know if it's the right thing to do or how to do it. So, you know, while we talk, I feel like the scriptures that we're going to express will help you to make that, that next move. Amen. Amen. And my name is Shahid Johnson. Originally, I go um, on social media. I label it as Yeshua Martyr, as I am a follower of the Most High Yah. Um, I'm not a Hebrew Israelite, but I refer to the Hebraic term just because that was the original language. Uh, but needless to say, I am a former member of Omega Sci-Fi fraternity. I graduated from Prairie View A&M University, and I denounced in 2018 around the October time. I stayed in the frat for about a year and a half, and I sought out the frat for about five years before joining it. I had many signs on not joining the fraternity um, I joined for obviously the connection, the brotherhood, etc. Um, at the time, my character was more of a reflection of how the bros operated versus who I was in, in Yeshua's uh, kingdom. And so, um, you know, whenever I joined, I it's, it's funny because I, I even had brothers who were a part of Omega telling me, you know, you'd have to be the smartest dumb person to join this fraternity. And this is not actually what you want to do. So a lot of red flags from Yah that I could not see at the time, but he was trying to save me from it, even to the point to, I, I mean, I had to prolong my graduation date for a year just to be a part of this uh, secret society. And so you could see the bondage I was in and the desire, the strong desire that I had to be a part of this, that I would do anything, even going to the extreme saying that, you know, the only way I would not become a member of Omega was if they killed me. And so after getting the letters and stuff, you know, um, I looked at a lot of the inconsistencies that they preach that we should live by uh, things in the ritual and just things that uh, we held as an organization up. And we did not follow these things. So we wasn't necessarily practicing what we preach, if you will. And I know these are things that take place in the world, but I just got tired of it because I realized the fraternity was just taking um, everything from me. And it, it felt like the same thing I was supposed to be doing uh, in my relationship with the Most High. And so even like, for example, I'll leave it with one example and then we could get into the discussion. But um, going on road trips, for example, we had our our history books, et cetera, or we have things we groove bros on or charge people up with. And I noticed that I spent a lot more time trying to memorize the history of the fraternity uh, more than I did, you know, just memorizing scripture, you know. And, uh, you know, I could I could ask cues. You know, uh, you know, tell me about your 33 or your four cardinal principles or this or that. But, you know, like I couldn't even come to people saying, you know, tell me about the Ten Commandments, et cetera. You know, and so just a lot of inconsistencies that we were living by. And I didn't find purpose in the fraternity. Um, so, you know, y'all led me to denounce. I ended up meeting uh, an XQ who had denounced 20. And Prince Hall Freemasonry, the uh, Order of the Eastern Stars, the Boule, the um, what is it, the uh, Skull and Bones, etc., the Illuminati. This this thing goes up, and it's crazy because the Divine Nine is literally just at the very bottom of the pyramid. But all in all, um, God, He He brought me out of this thing, and He set me free from the captives. Um, it's been a rejoicing time ever since I've come out and even with the death threats and the, you know, the violent threats that I've received at times in the backlash, you know, it's been three and a half years and Yah has still kept me. So I'm eternally grateful and, um, and yeah.
Amen. Blessings. I was trying to come off a of mute. I'm sorry. Um, it's amazing that you said that about the death threats. I've had so many people message me. Um, by the way, the post, I, it was not my plan at all for that post to get any shares, honestly, but God's fire got on it. And it actually got, last I looked, it was like over 9,000 shares. That's just on Facebook. Um, but for me, just my story, my um, renunciation story, me, I pledged AKA in spring 96 um, for 25 years. I, I saw no problem with it. I saw it just as three letters. Just, I didn't see it where it was a false God or anything like that. So I kind of understand where some of you are in the room and you don't understand what, what's this all about? Why is she harping on Greek letter organizations? If you, you don't know what you don't know, and how I came to renounce. Um, well, first of all, I had not been active in some years. Um, I kind of just laid down the letters because it wasn't for me. Um, when God started growing me in my walk back in, I'll say like 2006-ish, um, I noticed that those letters was making me do some things that was against the character of God. Perfect example, I had, um, we call them sorors, but I had a soror that was working with me and she walked past me and she didn't speak. And so again, God at the time, he was working on my character and teaching me how to be like him. But when she walked past me and she didn't speak, I was like, well, hmm, she didn't speak to me. I'm not going to speak to her. And that's when God was like, see, that's right. That's what I'm coming after that right there. That spirit. That's what I'm coming after. Now he didn't reveal to me all of the whys and all of that. But back then I kind of started pulling away from the organization and just left it alone eventually once my character got right and became you know more fruit of the spirit like i did pick back up the letters because i was like okay well now i'm good now well, you know i know how to keep my spirit right and walk in the light of god no matter who it is it don't speak to me or whatever and so anyway this past september um i was on a sabbatical i was on a consecration a 30-day consecration and I, I don't remember the exact date but uh, I went to my email and I was looking through old, old emails from like 10 years ago. And I found this Pledge of Allegiance that I wrote, Pledge of Allegiance. And I was the only thing, the only thought I had about it when I found it was, hmm, I need to get this copyrighted. That was the end of that. And then like two days later, I'm on the prayer line with um, my, my church, my pastor. And he began to immediately talk about um, allegiances, oaths that we've made to other organizations and how that wasn't of God. And so instantly, Holy Spirit convicted me and was like, renounce AKA. Renounce the pledge that you did to AKA. Renounce your allegiance to AKA. Now, I had to have found that pledge of allegiance first because if I not found the pledge of allegiance from 10 years ago before my pastor said this, it, I, I wouldn't have made the connection. But Holy Spirit was like, go ahead and renounce. I didn't know why I was renouncing. He didn't reveal to me all of the details. All he did was say, go ahead and renounce. So I went ahead and I renounced. And then after I renounced, that's when God began to reveal to me the false gods behind it. He, I had to do my research. And I thank God um, also for Marcus because Marcus, um, he sent me a video where it broke down basically the coat of arms and a lot of the things for these organizations that I didn't see before. I knew during our ritual process, we mentioned Atlas, but during the AKA's ritual, 
we don't talk about Atlas being a god. So it's a whole lot that they don't tell you during the ritual process. You have to research this stuff on your own. So when I found out that Atlas was a god, my mouth dropped open and I'm like, oh my God, if somebody had told me this years ago, I would have been renounced. But people didn't come at me that way. They came at me like, oh, you're not supposed to pledge. This is against God. And like I said, I've been in the shoes of many of you in the audience where you're like, it's not that big of a deal. I was that person. I was that person saying it's not that big of a deal. But once you clearly see what the word of you, well, you already knew what the word of God said about false gods. But once you clearly see that these organizations are allied with the false God, it became a no brainer for me. So that's my prayer that on tonight, as we share with you the scripture and we're going to go through some of the rituals that these organizations go through we're going to go through some of the things that they say we're going to tell you the names of every false god in these organizations um again i hope you have your pen your pad because if you're trying to minister to somebody who was like me even if you're not a member of a greek organization and you're just here to get that knowledge on tonight if you try to minister to somebody like me and you're just telling them don't do it because it's not right, I promise you they are not going to listen to you because there's like a strong man there that has to be broken and you have to break that down by revealing the spirit of truth, God's word to that person. So we're going to go through the scripture on tonight. Again, I want you to know this is a safe room. This room is not to condemn anybody. Um, a lot of people in here are members of those organizations. They're not ready to renounce yet. I understand that. You're just here to get the information. God has pricked your heart to like, be like, oh, well, I want to learn more. Okay, we'll sit in the room and learn more. And then once we're done, we're going to open up the stage for people to come up who have renounced. You just want to be a part of the panel just to stand in solidarity with us to be like, hey, these are not the only four that's renounced. It's a lot of people in the room that's renounced tonight. And then if you have a question, once we're done going through scripture, um, Feel free to come up, raise your hand. We'll turn on the hand raising. If you don't feel comfortable coming up, hit that arrow. Um, it's an arrow. Yeah, it's an arrow down at the bottom. If you hit that on the bottom right, you can send a private message to one of the moderators. We'll read and answer your question on stage without you having to come up. Again, we want you to know that this is a safe space on tonight. The way we're going to do it, we're going to tag team, y'all. So me personally, I got like 20 pages. <laughs> God, God just really dealt with me. He was like, look, these people... They've been here and don't do it, don't do it, don't do it forever. The missing thing is my word. So they need the word. So we'll just tag team tonight. Um, I'll start with what I have. And if somebody wants to jump in at any time, just, hey, tag yourself in on the conversation, y'all. Y'all ready? Let's do this. And before we, before we do it one more time, go ahead and hit that plus sign at the bottom. Invite people into the room. Um, hit the arrows on the bottom left so you can share it in your hallway so people can find, find it in the hallway. Um, you'll need your Bible. So that way, um, if you don't have your Bible, just go to BibleGateway.com. And me personally, I'm going to be reading from the King James Version. All right. So first of all, oh, and I forgot to share this too, because I saw I, me, even though the thing got over 9,000 shares, I have not read any comments because honestly, I don't care about the opinions of other people. I say what God's saying. I leave it at that. But um, I did I did see one message because it showed up on my wall. And I know somebody was like, well, why is she doing this? She's trying to grow whatever, or some podcast or something. Um, but just so you know me, honestly, the, and Marcus can attest to this. After I uh, renounced, 
um, Marcus and I was having a conversation about it. And he was like, so have you told your line sisters? Have you told anybody about it? And I was like, nah, I'm not really making a big deal about it. Like whoever needs to know, they'll know, they'll find out. But now nah, I'm not telling anybody. And I promise you, before I could even finish that sentence, I was like, you want to do a clubhouse room about this? And when I said that, it's like I saw myself stepping outside of myself, looking at myself like, didn't you just say you didn't want to talk about it? So I knew that was God saying, do it because I didn't want to do it. To me, it's like, well, this is just me and my walk with God. Hey, whatever anybody else is doing, that's on them. I can share it with God, who God wanted me to share it with. But I wasn't trying to go public and do rooms and stuff like that. But when God says do something, you got to be obedient and do what he says. And that's why we started doing Holy Smoke. Now, why the title Holy Smoke? The reason we titled it Holy Smoke one because it's very controversial it's a very controversial topic in the body of christ especially in the black church because you have a lot of um ministry leaders who are part of these organizations and they don't want to let it go i actually uh reached out to a lot of them that i know for a fact are members of these organizations i sent them messages i haven't heard anything back but my thing is like i'm telling as many people as god will allow me to tell to get the word out but why the title Holy Smoke? The reason we named it Holy Smoke, one is controversial, but it's a holy controversial because it's God's word. But I was reading, after I renounced, I was reading Exodus chapter 19, verses 17 through 25, and Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 5. And I'll read it again. I'm reading for the King James Version. So Exodus chapter 19, verses 17 through 25. It says, and Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the mount. And Mount Sinai was all together on a smoke because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace and the whole mount quaked greatly. And when the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake and God answered him by a voice. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount and Moses went up. And the Lord said to Moses, go down, charge the people, lest they break through unto the Lord to gaze and many of them perish. And let the priests also, which come near to the Lord, sanctify themselves, lest the Lord break forth upon them. And Moses said unto the Lord, the people cannot come up to Mount Sinai without charged us saying, set bounds about the mount and sanctify it. And the Lord said unto him, Away, get thee down, and thou shalt come up, thou and Aaron with thee. But let not the priests and the people break through to come up unto the Lord, lest he break forth upon them. So Moses went down unto the people and spake unto them. Exodus 20, verses 1 through 5. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, and out of the house of bondage, thou shalt have no other gods before me. So that was the very first commandment. When God descended in that cloud of smoke, this is so serious to him that it's at the top of the list of the 10 commandments. So that's how we came up with the name Holy Smoke is because it's a commandment. It's at the top of the list. Now I do want to start with that scripture, the verse number three, thou shall have no other gods before me. 
we have to study to show ourselves approved, a workman who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So a lot of times when you're studying the word, I recommend getting a lexicon. Um, so that way, um, like if you're going from the King James Version, it's written in English, but the Old Testament is written, it was from Hebrew, it's derived from Hebrew, from the Hebrew language. So if you get a lexicon, you can see what that word really means there. For me, it didn't mean in rank or like putting them on a pedestal above me. That word before me is actually the Hebrew word panayim. It's spelled P-A-N-I-Y-M if you want to look that up. Thou shalt have no other gods panayim me. What that means is panayim means in the presence of. It means before the face of. So it doesn't mean you can have another God as long as it's not above God or you can pledge an allegiance to another God as long as you worship it and you know who you're, you know, you serve in Jehovah God. And let me just say this too, because I had somebody message me and ask me if I was Jehovah witness because I say Jehovah God. I am not Jehovah's witness. I am Christian. The only reason I say Jehovah God is because I was getting a lot of comments from people saying, um, I serve God, I serve God, and I can be a part of this organization. So I said Jehovah God to make that distinction, to let them know, yes, you serve a God, but I serve Jehovah God. It's a difference. So wanted to say that and put that out there. But yes, yeah, so he's not saying you can have another God as long as you don't put them on a pedestal above him. He's saying you don't bring another God in my presence. You don't put another God up in my face. That's what that means. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Don't bring them in my presence. Then verse four, it says, thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in the heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down. Y'all remember this, because again, we're going to go through some of these rituals on tonight. It says, thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. So that's three things that we done learned already. One is that thou shalt have no other gods pineal me, which means don't bring another God in my presence at all, period, point blank, period. Don't bring them before me. Don't put them before my face. The second thing is that do not bow yourself down to them nor serve them. So those are three things. I hope you're taking notes on that because I promise you, if you run into somebody who's a part of these organizations, you gonna need that information, especially the one where it says panayim. That should have no other gods panayim me. So write that down. All right. And so I'm gonna go to Exodus 34, 12 through 16. This is gonna let you know why I decided to cut up my letters it was actually biblical. It was actually very, very biblical. And I did not know it was biblical until after I did it and God showed me in scripture. But after I renounced, um, God said, I need you to defile what has defiled you. And so I took my paraphernalia and I cut it up. I chopped it down. I cut it down and poured bleach on it and all of that. And people were sending me messages saying, you're so bold. You're um, full of courage. And I'm like, to me, it wasn't a thing. Like, I had absolutely no fear posting those cut up letters because I have no respect to that God. And I don't care what anybody thinks about it because I have no respect to that God Amen. at all. 
Yes, amen. No, did you want to jump in, Corbett? No, we just we just agreeing with that fire. You hear? There you go. Yeah, I'm like, I don't care. Like, who cares what a false god thinks about? Who cares what a false god thinks? Like, we serve a god who answers by fire. Who cares what a false god thinks? Also, um, for those of you who are in the room who are you're afraid to renounce because your line sisters, your line brothers, or your family members, or you're afraid that people what they may think about you, or you know, if you decide to cut up your letters, you're afraid they may get angry. Look, who cares what a false god thinks? We're gonna tell you the names of these gods. Who cares what they think? Is your God greater or is he the lesser God? I serve the greater God. Y'all serve the greater God. Let me hear y'all panelists. Amen. 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 <laughs> hey, we serve the greater. We ain't afraid of no devils. All right. But here's here's how it was biblical, because I like showing things in scripture. So if you go to Exodus 34 verses 12 through 16. Um, actually, let's look at verse number 13. Exodus 34, verse number 13. It says, but ye shall destroy their altars, break their images, and cut down their groves. So when we read that, until I actually looked it up in the lexicon, I actually thought groves was like, you know how you have an orchard or like trees or like a line of trees or something like that. That's what I thought that was. God was like, no, look it up. So I looked it up. Groves is actually derived from the Hebrew word Asherah. It's spelled A-S-H-E-R-A-H. This blew me away, y'all. Y'all, y'all gonna love this panelist. Guess what Asherah means? Asherah actually means it's the symbol of a false god the symbol it was the it was the symbol it was a tree or a pole that was set up near an altar it's the symbol of a thing so basically god is saying destroy their altars break their images cut down their symbols cut down their asherah that's one example of cutting down i'm gonna give y'all another example of cutting down it's in judges chapter 6 verses 25 through 32 where it says Gideon cuts down the grove or the symbol, the Ashura, of the altar of Baal that was in the land of the Midianites. But it says, and it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, which is Gideon, take thy father's young bullock, even the second bullock of seven years old, and throw down the altar of Baal that, there, that thy father had, and cut down the grove that is by it. Cut down the symbol that is by it and build an altar unto the Lord thy God upon the top of this rock in the ordered place and take the second bullock and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the grove, with the wood of the symbol, which thou shalt cut down. Then Gideon took 10 men of his servants and did as the Lord had said unto him. And so it was because he feared his father's household and the men of the city that he could not do it by day, that he did it by night. Oh, and so... I'm going to keep reading. And when the men of the city arose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was cast down and the grove or symbol, Asherah, was cut down that was by it. And the second bullock was offered upon the altar that was built. And they said one to another, who have done this thing? And when, then, when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, have done this thing. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, 
Y'all, this is so funny to me. And this is why I posted the comment on social media today about the false God having to use his people to defend him. Like, where is your God? Let him defend himself. Why y'all getting so upset about this? Let your God defend his own organization. But this is what it says. This just blew me away. Um, and they said one to another, who have done this thing? And when they inquired and asked, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash, hath done this thing. Then the men of the city said unto Joash, bring out thy son that he may die because he hath cast down the altar of Baal and because he has cut down the grove. Remember, grove is Asherah. Because he hath cut down the grove, the Asherah, the symbol that was by it. And Joash said unto all that stood against him, will ye plead for Baal? Will ye save him? He that will plead for him, let him be put to death while it's yet morning. If he be a God, let him plead for himself because one has cast down his altar. So don't get mad at me because I cut down the grove of the false God Atlas. Let Atlas come and contend for themselves. If he be a real God, which he's not, but I'm just saying what I did cutting up those letters, it wasn't to be vindictive. It was because God said do it because in his word, he tells us cut down their groves, cut down their symbols, cut down their symbolism. Y'all with me? Y'all checking with me? I'm hearing you. Oh, yeah. No okay. I, I got your back, too. All right. Oh. Hey. Oh, Zachary. Zachary's down there. Look, Zachary's like a Peter. Zachary be cutting off ears and stuff. <laughs> Welcome. I didn't even know you would come into the room, Zachary. Yeah. My apologies. Hey, my apologies okay. for my lateness. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. So, yeah, we just plowing through scripture right now. Um, We're going to, we're tag teaming. So, if you want to jump in at any time, feel free to do that. I just know I got a lot of stuff. The guy said it's got to be put out there on tonight because we got a room full of people who they've heard for over and over and over. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. And it's like, look, tell them what the scripture says about it. Not opinions, but what, what does the word say about it? But I'm going to pause for a minute, Zachary, since you did walk into the room. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Let the audience know what organization you renounce. Yeah, um, I am Zachary, former member of Phi Beta Sigma Fraternity Incorporated. Um, I denounced in January of 2021. Um, so just a little brief background. Um, I was raised Christian, went atheist, became a new ager, did all of that stuff. Um, began seeking God on my own by reading the Bible, came to a revelation and understanding of who he was in July 2020. I was born again in July 2020, July 17th to be exact. Um, and um, for about eight months, I wrestled with me being in a fraternity um, and, and following after the principles of Phi Beta Sigma because one, I joined because uh, first and foremost, it was a Christian organization, allegedly. Um, and as I wrestled with the scripture and what the Bible teaches, uh, and, I mean, in the organization's principles itself, I found that these things couldn't be reconciled. No matter how badly I tried to reconcile them, it just, I, I couldn't do it. Um, so long story short, God gives me a, a very deep, deep, heavy dream. I woke up out of it in tears, um, showing me that I cannot serve two masters. And because of that, um, that day that I woke up from that dream, um, I renounced my fraternity I'm going to come maybe a week or two later. I got rid of all my paraphernalia and all those things. And here we are now serving the Lord, only him, um, and, and just fighting for the gospel. The reason why I was late, just to catch everybody up, because I was I was witnessing, witnessing to some um, Muslims. Um, and uh, it, it takes a minute. Bring them in. Bring them in. <laughs> it take, bring them on in. Hey, it, that's it more important. It's about ministry. That's what right. it is. 
It is. And so, um, yeah, but if I can just jump right into the, um, the scripture, because I love the scripture. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to support the uh, notion that we are to like, you know, get rid of the paraphernalia and things like that. Um, when we take things that are of idols and we defile the thing which defiled us, it's following a biblical principle all the way from the Old Testament. Um, so for my, for my, for my life, um, I actually burned all of my um, paraphernalia and things like that. And I, I'll show you the, the pictures and some of the screenshots I got from that stuff. And it's a form of judgment. So the book of Acts, chapter 19, verse 19, um, I'll read from uh, verse uh, 17 for context. So this is right after the Sons of Sceva incident. But um, Acts, chapter 19, verse 17 says, And this was known to all the Jews and the Greeks dwelling at Ephesus, and fear fell on them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was magnified. And many that believed came and confessed and showed their deeds. And many of them, which also used curious arts, brought their books together and burned them before all together. And burned them before all men. And they counted the price of them and it found it 50,000 pieces of silver. So like that's that's bread, period. Like 50,000 to anything. Books, books, 50 yes. grand in books. That's a lot. Um, so, you know, following this tradition of burning the things that, you know, are not of God, um, I, I burned my paraphernalia. I, I set it on fire. Um, and some will call me manic. Some will Did call me crazy. Did you have any fear but... or reservations or hesitations about yes. it? Yes, absolutely. Because uh, when, I, when I got the revelation of it, I'm like, God, this is not extreme. Like, <coughs> this is this this is this is a little crazy, ain't it? And um, he brought me to the scripture. I, I saw things in the Old Testament uh, about um, I can't. It was like a defiled item that was brought into a camp. It was buried. I'm trying to remember the story. Um, but they had to remove it from the camp and, and burn it um, before they could move forward. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely didn't want to do it. I'm like, bro, this is thousands of dollars of stuff right in front of me. I'm literally burning money, time. And I, it was it was hard, but um, I did it. And the the spiritual burden that I felt lift off me. Oh my, I can't even describe it. For weeks prior, like for about like maybe a week or two. I'm not gonna say like three or four, but like a week or two prior to burning. Um, my paraphernalia, I was having dreams constantly, like like at least three or four a week, constantly of me being in Greek paraphernalia and people mocking me and people doing all of these things because of, you know, my, my dissociation from my fraternity. But after this, the dream stopped, like completely. And then after it was people trying to get me into these things. But I, I remember this one dream that I had. I was in a parking lot speaking to some of my former fraternity brothers and sisters. Um, because, you know, Zeta and all that stuff. But um, they were trying to put me back in the clothes that I had already taken off. But when I removed my paraphernalia, I was in a white shirt. And, like, my pants turned white, too. So it represents that purity, that cleanness, being washed clean before the Lord and, and having that new identity in Him. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's just a little bit uh, about, you know, my testimony and, and how I got to the point where I where I am. But, um in short, because I'm going to get into it later as, as the Lord leads and as I'm granted the, the, the space to speak. But um, this stuff is wicked. It's wicked. Like, it's it's really wicked. And, and very often because of our ignorance, um, we don't understand just how deep these covenants go, just how far back these false gods go. Because they, they Satan's name doesn't hold any power, so he doesn't care what you call him, right? Right. But the, the power is still there. Right. Just because his name doesn't hold power doesn't mean that he doesn't hold power. So, yeah, I, I yield.
Exactly. Amen. Were you in the room when I um gave the um what the grove, the Hebrew word for groves when the Bible says I caught the tail end of it. Okay. So when he says and um it's not just in Exodus, and it's in a few other places too. But it says, but ye shall destroy their altars, break down their images, and cut down their groves. The word groves there is actually the Hebrew word Asherah, A-S-H-E-R-A-H, which means symbol, symbol, or a tree or pole. It was a symbol. It was a tree or pole that was set up near the altars of the false gods, but it's a symbol. So basically, God is saying, cut down their symbols. Cut down their symbols. Cut them down. I mean, point blank, period. And I was going to throw one more scripture in there, too. Um, more in another example of cutting down this is in judges um no i just read that one for judges no first samuel chapter five verses one through four and by the way y'all so i still have some of my um i'm gonna say x-line sisters since i'm not affiliated with the organization anymore a lot of them are still on my page they saw my cut down they saw the cut up shirt they didn't say anything to me because they respect who i am as a believer i don't waver it's like when i'm for something i'm all the way for it and they know your opinions to me don't matter like it's what god says and i don't care what you think about it period so i pray that even on tonight however god leads you to renounce you know if you renounce i pray if god say cut down their groves cut down their symbols Hey, go ahead and cut down your symbols. Do like Zachary did. Do a bonfire with it and care yeah. nothing about it. And you know what? I think that one of the reasons, well, not I, I can't even take credit for it, but one part of the reason that I believe that we got over 9,000 shares was because the shirt was cut up. Couldn't nobody believe that this girl just cut up AKA and posted it on social media. I didn't do it because I wanted to do. I just posted it because God said post it leading up to aka founders day but imagine if god tells you cut down their groves and post it do you know how many people like that could minister to if the fire of god caught on that and they started sharing it this omega he just cut up his paraphernalia this zeta she just cut up her paraphernalia and posted it on social media it's gonna get some shares because they trying to get you in trouble but guess what you can't get me in trouble when I serve the most high God and he told me to do it, bring it, like bring whatever fire you want to bring. There is no fear here. But I That's say that true. to say this too. Do whatever God tells you to do. God told me to cut it up. God told Zachary to burn it up. So whatever God tells you to do, he going to test you. Okay. You saying you renouncing, show me you really renounce it. If I say cut it up, do you, are, are you still going to hold value to it to the point where you don't want to cut it up or are you going to value me to the point where you be like, oh, let me go get some scissors. Let me do whatever to show God that I don't respect this thing no more, more than I respect him. So. Hey, man, if I, used to, if I could tag and just add on to that. Yes, go ahead. Because uh, everybody's way of getting rid of it is different. And I just wanted to share this for the crowd. Is um, So whenever I denounced three years ago, I, I don't know why, but I, I'm more encouraged by y'all's testimonies and burning y'all's paraphernalia, but y'all told me to just bag it up and get rid of it. So I remember I had three big trash bags full of paraphernalia and just, you know, books, et cetera, uh, pertaining to Omega Sci-Fi. And I remember hearing the trash man come by that day. And I mean, as Zach mentioned, that relief of just coming off your back, it's like them spirits left whenever I got rid of it. But I threw those things away specifically because y'all had told me, you know, um, he had showed me if I was to give it to people because when my testimony got out there, long story short, 
uh, people were like, well, how about you just give it back to your former line brothers or give it back to the to the chapter or give it back to the uh, the basilisk or the, you know, to nationals. And I said, well, you know, if y'all brought me out of this, although there are still people who are tied to this idolatry and to this bondage of sin, um, if, if he brought me out, me giving my paraphernalia back to the organization is just me encouraging another brother to put it on. Mm-hmm. And so if y'all told me to take it off, it's like, although they may not be at the same place in their journey, you know, I, I, I threw it away. <laughs> and so, That's you good. know, um, just wanted to share that with everyone. So, you know, as Faiza mentioned, do as, as the Lord, you know, calls you to do. But definitely, I don't encourage anyone to pass it on to someone else just for the sake of you leaving, because you don't want to make it look like you're encouraging them to stay. That's allowing that demon to live. If you pass it on to somebody else, it's like passing on that demon to somebody else. It reminds me of a scripture where it says, suffer not a witch to live, suffer not a demon to live. If this is a false God, we defiling him all the way. So even when you threw it in a trash, um, Shahid, that's still defiling him. It's like, you know what? This is trash to me. I'm defiling what has defiled me all these years. Like, so it's still whatever God leads you to do, do it. But if God tells you to defile it, throw it away, burn it up, do it. But like Shahid said, do not give it to somebody else. Do not send it back to national. Because if you do, you're suffering that demon to live. You're just passing it on to somebody else. Cut him down. It, Go ahead, Marcus. Oh, real quick, I just want to say for me, um, I actually trashed paddles and paraphernalia. I put them in a garbage bag and I actually dumped them. The only thing that I burned was my membership certificate. It had the member number, everything, the actual date when the organization had accepted me. And to me, I burned that because essentially it was like burning a birth certificate. Amen. It was like burning that, that legal document that said I was a part of this. Mm-hmm. So that to me, I was like, the Lord impressed upon me, just burn it, burn your existence of it, burn your existence of it completely. So in essence, to me, I was burning that birth certificate that I had from Phi Beta Sigma. Mm-hmm. I yield my mic. That's powerful. And I know uh, one young lady um, who had sent me a message that her and uh, one of our other line sisters was um, uh, at the point now where now they want to renounce after seeing the post. But she was asking me, uh, what should she do um, as far as the organization? She was actually renouncing from AKA. Um, but one of the things that I said to her, me personally, I didn't denounce. So I didn't see any, I didn't send anything to the organization um, just because I hadn't been active in so long. What I did, I went through in prayer and I renounced in prayer and I burned up the payroll and did all those kind of things. But I didn't do anything officially. Um, and I was telling her, look, uh, once you renounce in prayer, to me, that's good enough for God. Now, as far as sending the stuff back to the organization or renouncing officially, this is the advice that I told her. Um, one, don't be afraid of not denouncing nationally to the organization because one, that's the rule of a false God. Atlas says, if you renounce from me, I need you to send me a letter. And by the way, we're going to get into the names of the false gods in just a minute, but Atlas is the false God over AKA. But the rules of AKA is if you're going to denounce, you need to send a, a formal letter saying that you denounce. You need to send back in your membership pin, um, all that stuff, financial card. That's what they say. I don't have to obey your rules because you're not my God no more. For me, once I denounce in the spirit, once I renounce in the spirit with God, if I never send you a letter, who cares? 
I don't care if you get the pictures of the cut up letters. I don't care. Because for me, I'm not cutting up AKA, I'm cutting up Atlas. So I just wanted to say that. But I did tell her this as well. And I'm going to say this to you as well. So some of you in the room, um, you may not be ready to renounce. And I'm just going to pull up the scripture because, again, I believe um, in going by scripture. Just a second. While I'm looking that up, did somebody else want to jump in and say something? Yeah, I wanted to um, jump in. I, you know, what you said was, you know, pretty good. The only thing I would say when it comes to doing it, like, legally and um, through the website, is like, once we get saved and give our life to God, we were written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And so the same thing that happens when we give our life to the fraternities and the sororities that they actually are writing our names in their books. So like if we were to die or something like that, we would still technically, they would still be able to say that he was a member of it. You know what I'm saying? Like I had to go through the process so they could make my name red and like not in their system at all, you know? So that was just- Yeah, yeah. If, if I may as well, um, I, I think um, renouncing is the most important part um, and, and denouncing, um, for, for today, because I, I, I usually don't hold this, but I, I, I can grant it at least, um, that denouncing is something that's complimentary and sometimes obligatory. Um, I personally believe that it's obligatory, but that's just my own opinion. Um, so, so we're going to keep it real. We're going we gonna to debate yeah. a little bit. So yeah, obligatory, that's fine. That's fine. obligatory to who, though? To the organization right. and what so, they require or to God? I think, I think denouncing is also a part of repentance, right? Because... You know, I, I if if you make a public statement, right, of joining, I think that it would be fair to make a public statement of leaving. Not to put on a show, but to but say that. But fair to who though? So, you know, I, I think of I think of Matthew chapter uh, ten, verse thirty-three, um, when it says that whosoever shall deny me before men, him also will I deny before my Father which is in heaven. So I think that you know we don't we don't I agree completely. We don't play by man's rules. Right. But I also want to make sure that um, in my uh, obligation like of, of, of faith that I'm taking that stand. Um, and so I would even go as far as to say that, like, while you may have not, you know, done the, the backdoor, quote unquote, legal stuff with the organization that your act of repentance and cutting up that stuff and then posting it online for all to see is a form of denouncing. Right. We renounce in our hearts before God. And the denouncing is sort of like the public aspect of it. So while while you may not consider, you know, that being a formal act of denouncing, I would say that it is, um, in a sense, you know, because you're going before man and you're giving this testimony saying, hey, this is not of God. And this is what God has produced in me out of repentance, right, to, to say that. I'm no longer associated with this. I'm no longer affiliated with this. Because I guarantee you, if you try to go call up Nationals and be like, hey, I want my membership back, they're going to be like, aren't you that girl that did all this? So your, exactly. your tie is already severed. Um, I think I think for me and Corbett, it might be a little bit different. For me, I actually, I denounced, you know, um, online first. But then I actually, just because of my personal conviction, because <laughs> I do deliverance and I know you do as well. But um, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, my conscience was clear in the way that I denounced. Um, of not only making a public statement, but making sure that there is absolutely no legal tie um, in any way, shape or form to that organization. So, I mean, to each their own. I think what's most important is the public declaration of, um, you know, no longer being affiliated with this organization and the reason why. 
um, making it making it known that, hey, I've decided I'm no longer going to serve this false God. I'm serving the, the true and living God, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. I'm serving him and him alone. Um, and I think that that's the most important thing um, when it comes to leaving these organizations. And it's not an easy thing to do. It's not easy to pick up your cross and bear it and 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 go before people and and have to tear up these things that you've spent thousands of dollars on um it's not an easy decision but i think that you know making that public statement um not only builds our faith but it's an affirmation and a confirmation for many other people who may be afraid to do the same thing yes i 100 agree with that as far as like um making the public statement basically what i'm saying is once you make that public statement if you don't want to send that letter, like if you feel like you have to just because the organization requires I agree completely. I'm saying forget what the organization requires because you're not, you don't owe them anything. You don't owe them any type of explanation. And you can't fear not giving them the explanation because at that point you're fearing their God. Yes. They don't have any power I agree. over you. Yes. And I, I'm a, go, ahead. go ahead. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I, and I agree with you, Faiza, as well because. Whenever I renounced, I sent a letter, um, and and I was very young in my faith at the time. But I sent it, and I just I really believed at the time that my name needed to be taken off the scrolls, etc. But the Bible says, "Who the Son sets free is free indeed." And because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, it don't matter what man has on paper or what Come scroll on. he has, because even if they agree to take your name off, I don't know what they're doing, but I know that their God is alive because their God is connected to lucifer or satan if you will and so it, it's it's all spiritual i'm all with you with the renouncing or denouncing and your prayer and your prayer closet that is and uh and this is a heart condition you know now whether or not yah you know leads you to publicly denouncing or renouncing that's according to what he did and for me it wasn't even a thing that i wanted to do publicly because i think that the public ministry starts with your life because see getting on you can renounce all day long and tell everybody what God did for you. And, and, and that could be a sign of accountability. But if you're not living that, then you're just proclaiming to be a Christian as other people proclaim. And so proclaiming to be a Christian, for example, does nothing good for you because everybody today's society is a Christian. But you got to be a follower and and, and, and you will know them. Come on, through. come on. And so if you're preaching, I mean, if you if you if your lifestyle is a reflection of who the most high Yah is, then that's a public declaration that you are no longer connected to the uncleanliness of this world but you proclaiming it could mean nothing at all if you're not bearing the fruit that backs it up and so i encourage anyone to renounce and denounce from the heart and cry out to your heavenly father up above and he will disconnect you to the soul ties and the ungodliness spiritually so that way they do not manifest physically anymore and whatever he leads you to do in the physical realm you know, to each his own. You just preached a whole Amen. song, Shahid, and Jesus. Yeah. Anybody else want to go? Yeah, I was just um saying, like, I agree with y'all saying about, like, you know, in God's eyes, you're going to be good, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to that. I was just saying, like, if I were to die, I don't want the enemy to have anything to, like, take my witness that I was in it because, like, they could technically still say I was in it just because of the legality other documentation that's all I was hey man hey corvette i got a quick encouraging word for you too not because you stand alone i stand with you as a brother in the most high but i share this with everyone that because we are followers of yah yeshua said 
Yeshua Hamashiach literally said, fear not. He said he has already overcome. And since he has overcome the evil one, so have we also because he lives in us. So we already have the victory. So no matter what the devil may try to keep in his mind or to try to convince us with, that's just spiritual warfare at that point, you know. Right. But we're already free and victorious because we serve him. As he says, we abide in him as he abides in us. And so, you know, we, either we're free. Either his word is true or it's not. Either, either that's true what you do, either that's true or it's not. There is no, there is no grace. So either we are free and free indeed in him or we're not free until we send this letter to this organization. Mm -hmm. It's like, which one is it? So, yeah, I'm going to stick with the word. I'm always going to stick with what the Bible says. So I'm. I'm definitely with you on that, Shahid. Like, look, at the end of the day, do pray because I don't believe in telling anybody what to do, even with this rule. That part. Huh? I'll say that part because God goes. That part. That yeah. part. Even with this room tonight, we're not telling you what to do. We're just putting the information out Amen. there so you can go in prayer and let God tell you what to do. But we're giving you his truth. We're giving you the wisdom from his words so you can make that informed decision on what you believe to be true. But honestly, I believe Holy Spirit is going to convict you to the truth. Um, so, yeah, I did want to say this, though. So one other thing that I did tell the young lady um, was if, if you if you have any suspicion that you might ever, ever, ever want to go back to this organization. Yes. Send in your denouncement letter. Send it in because that way you burning that bridge. There is no way for you to go back. So I do want to put that out there as well. If you're not sure and you're like, oh, well, what if I get like five years down the road and I need a job or something and I need to put AKA on my resume? Um, no, go ahead and send in your letter. So that way, look, you don't burn that bridge. You are legally in the eyes of the organization, no longer affiliated with that organization. But I also want to say this because I mentioned that some of you I'm not going to even recommend that you renounce on tonight. Like right away in this room tonight, I'm recommending that you go in prayer. If you're not 100% certain that you are ready to denounce and never go back, don't do it. And the reason I'm saying that is based on Matthew chapter 12, verses 40 through 43 through 45. As a minister, I'm looking out for your soul. And it says there, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest and findeth none. Then he said, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept and garnished. Then goeth he and taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter in and dwell there, peep this. And the last state of that man is worse than the first. Even so shall it be also until this wicked generation. So if you not sure that you want to renounce, don't do it. Because if you renounce and you go back, your spiritual state will be seven times worse than what it was before you ever renounced. So when you make your decision, make a sure decision. And that's just a spiritual warning for you because you can open yourself up, even though you pledge. And you got allies to this false God. Yeah, it's spiritual warfare and it's some stuff there that needs to be broken off of your bloodline. But if you renounce and go back, it's going to be another whole level, another dimension of spiritual warfare that you're not ready for. So if you're not ready to do it, don't do it. Just sit in the room, get the information and let God convict you when he's ready to convict you. And I see your mic flashing, Marcus, if you want to jump in. Yeah, real quick. If most of us are honest, 
the main reason a lot of us join these organizations is for networking purposes. If we just really keep it real, some of us have other reasons, but that's the main one connections after we leave college business connections. Now, let me also say this, or give you a, put a rhetorical question out there. Do you have more confidence in putting your organization on your resume for those connections or opportunities, or do you have more confidence in God leading you to the right connections and right opportunities? You're right for me. When I came out of college, I was quick to put AKA on my resume because I'm like, this opening up doors for careers. So I completely agree with you on that. Agreed. Mm -hmm. If I completely agree. Which is more idol worship because it's like you're not trusting in God. God can't get you the job based on God's own merit. You feel like, oh, well, the HR manager is an AKA or the HR manager is a Delta. So I'm going to slap this on my resume instead of trusting God. I'm trusting Delta. Exactly. I'm trusting Omega Psi Five. Exactly. No, yeah, they ran like churches. Oh, most definitely. I want to just, um, I don't know if we're doing a Q&A today. Um, but we are I'm, at the end. Okay, good. Um, but I'm, I'm just so does it doesn't seem like this is an echo chamber because we're going to echo the word for sure. But what about the people that will say, well, God put me in this organization so that I can get these opportunities? Well, first of all, God is not schizophrenic. God is not bipolar. Once his word is out there, which is his Bible, his word is his word. So if he says thou shalt have no other gods before me, and I, I don't think you were in the room um, earlier when I broke down that scripture. Um, let me go back up to it. And also, I'll just reread it for those of you who weren't in the audience when I did it. But when the Bible says in Exodus, um, Exodus chapter 20, verse three, um, thou shalt have no other gods before me. A lot of people, they read that in English, um, in whatever version they're reading the Bible. They read it in English thinking it means thou shalt have no other gods like in front of me or like number one and I'm number two or something like that. But that word before me is actually the Hebrew word panayim. It's spelled P-A-N-I-Y-M, but it means in the presence of or before the face of. So it says, thou shalt have no other gods in my presence. Thou shalt have no other gods before my face. Like don't even bring another God around me. So for you to say, I believe God said, um, pledge this organization, which again, we're gonna go over the false gods in just a moment. But God will not tell you to pledge to another God when his word says, do not put another God in my face. So God ain't going to do that. That's the devil telling you to do that. Exactly. And if I could chime in real quick with a verse. Go ahead. Uh, Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with go. evil, neither tempted he, tempted he any man. And we know in a lot of these organizations, there's a lot of temptation, a lot of evil going on. And God is not going to put people in an organization for the sake of getting more people put us in, in the presence of evil to do that. Like you said, God is not schizophrenic. So, yeah. Only a spirit mind. of deception would make you, anytime something comes along to try to make you go against what the Bible says, it's a spirit of deception. I know we ain't talking about other spirituality and stuff tonight, but perfect example, a lot of people like to say I'm spiritual. 
okay, well, demons spiritual too. So what kind of spiritual are you? You believe in exactly. Jesus you, or you believe in Jesus and sage? Come or on. You believe in Jesus and you believe in Jesus and crystals. Like which one uh -oh. is it? So, uh -oh. I mean, we look, hey, okay, we're going to have to do another Holy Smoke room on that right there. <laughs> oh, that right amen. There. A lot of people look, mad. God is not, no, that's a spirit of deception. The Bible says this, the devil says that. You can't mix God's word with the world. You can't mix God's word with what society says is okay. So no, if the Bible says, which it does, thou shalt have no other gods pineum me in my presence and before my face, that's what he meant. He has not changed his mind. Amen. And if we think about it too, this may seem extreme to those who are not spiritual, but you know, the, the word says for the flesh lust against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not know, or so that you do not do the things that you wish. And so just, um, just picking back off, you know, the things that we desire in our flesh. So, so sometimes we can have, or be connected to strongholds or generational curses, et cetera, to the point to where we believe that Yah is, is the one that's leading us to it. But I'm going to be honest, just speaking from a world perspective, when I was in the world, everything that Yah wanted for me to do was completely uncomfortable. Um, and even just walking with him, uh, Look, it can Shahid. still be uncomfortable at times, you know? <laughs> Shahid. Shahid. Getting nailed to that cross ain't comfortable. You it's not comfortable Look, at all. And so, on. and with that being said, it's, it's, you know, everybody, the, the Bible says that wide is the gate that leads to destruction for the many of those that choose his way. And this is the extreme part that I was getting to is because most people are desiring these secret societies, you know? And so if, if most people are going after these things and having to go through rituals and these illegal things, hazing, et cetera, to join, you know, how is it that God is leading people to the broad way when it's the narrow gate that leads to eternal life? And he says, few shall find it. And so um, you my, all up in you know, I just you that's all, all I wanted Invictus. to share. If I even it's because, you know, <laughs> it's, look, it's not comfortable look, at all. You all up in Invictus. You all up in, the, look, the Greek, those who are Greek in the room, they know, look, look, it matters not how straight the gate. Oh, but God says it matters how straight the gate is. So why are you saying it matters not how straight Amen. the gate is? That does not go along with scripture. It does not. Come on. That's it. That's it. And so don't think that pleasing God, I mean, just, I can't believe she said that, but I mean, we've all said those things in some kind of shape, form, or fashion that he's leading us to something, but I guarantee you, he's not going to lead you to the way that most people are going, which is why it is so uncomfortable. Even denouncing uh, publicly for me, I didn't want to do it, but he didn't give me peace in my sleep until I did. And so after that, I had peace. But I mean, this goes against the odds. And as some people would say, you know, you're doing this for attention or, you know, but nobody just in their look, right mind wants to be against the grain like that because we know what comes with it. <laughs> come on. Look, me, I'm in the entertainment industry. Why would I go public with this when Will Packer is an alpha? Ava, I don't know what sorority she's in, but why? Look, that's like career suicide. Yeah. I have nothing to gain by posting this at all. Amen. Like, God said, okay, do you care more about your plans in the entertainment industry or do you care more about getting my word out? Okay, God, forget the entertainment industry. I'm your servant. Whatever you say, do, I'm going to do it. I don't care who gets offended by it. I don't that's care it. if I never make it in the entertainment industry or what. I don't care as long as God's will is done, as long as his people are set free and delivered. That's all Amen. I care about. Amen. And you have to be spiritually led to do that because this thing that we're doing or trying to do to the best of our abilities is requiring our lives literally, you know, even at the cost of literally dying. Yes. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, we're literally putting our lives on the line to 
to preach the word, but this is, you know, this is because of our faith in the most high. And so I'm thankful. I digress. Yeah, so, let's get, what, go ahead. I, I was going to say, I'm ready to get into this, this idolatry. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. And just so you know, we ain't even rushing tonight because everything that we did in the first three parts, God said we do it and we got to get it all okay. in this replay tonight. And we got to get through all of it. So these people in the audience can walk away with this fire fiery truth so they can help set some people be set free but we about to jump right i want to throw you an alley so you can slam dunk it with the, the hey, list of we the guys slam dunk. We ready right for it. so we, ready we, for it. we all know exodus chapter 20 verses 2 through 7 where god has given the commandments to moses saying i am the lord your god which had brought thee out of the land of egypt out of the house of bondage thou shalt have no other gods before me and that was that word that you broke down so eloquently thou shalt and not I make am. unto thee any graven image or likeness of anything in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. Get on, get on your knees, any of that. Don't do that. For I, the Lord God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations of them that hate me and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Um, but I want to, I want to, I want to ask this question: How does idolatry creep in? We find the answer in First Samuel chapter fifteen, verses twenty-two through twenty-three. And Samuel said, "Hath the Lord as a great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice, as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than to sacrifice, and to hearken, which means listen for my people who don't speak Queen's English, um, than the fat of rams." For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft, and stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry, because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord. He hath also rejected thee from being king. And that's a whole nother story how that ties into us being royal priests and priestesses. Um, so let's talk about this word stubbornness real quick. Um, stubbornness is defined as unreasonably obstinate obstinately unmoving fixed or set in purpose or opinion resolute so when god's word says one thing and we are made aware of what god's word says and we choose to be stubborn we are making an idol of our own understanding and quite literally it's the garden of adam and eve all uh, eden eden all over again we are saying my knowledge is greater than the wisdom of god you have made a god out of your own understanding Colossians chapter three, verse five says this, and I'm almost done. Um, Mortify, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection. I want to say that one more time. Inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, covetousness, which is idolatry. I want to emphasize this inordinate affection and covetousness. Inordinate defection is an unhealthy and obsessive attachment to a person or a thing that manifests through uncontrollable love. When you are pledging your heart, your mind, your soul, your strength to these organizations, and you're saying that I'm in this organization till I die, this is an example of inordinate affection. Now, let's be very clear. The way that a mother loves a child or a father loves a, a child, being willing to lay their life down is completely different. This is talking about things, right? Things, and, and even people in some instances, that we have this uncontrollable, unhealthy and obsessive attachment and I, I, i'm gonna I'm I'm pass the ball right here but just a thought some people and I'm, i was guilty of this at one point in time make altars by having all of our paraphernalia in one place 
and we we know where to get it from, and we have our founders and and the things that represent our founders all in one place. Uh, just awesome. just food for thought. This is a form of an altar, but I pass it all to you. Take take it away, sister. It is yes, and we about to get into the 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 the, the part that a lot of people um, have been waiting for, and that's to find out how these organizations are allied with false gods. So before we get into that. Do us a favor, go ahead and hit that plus sign down at the bottom. Invite as many people into the room as you can. Hit the arrows down on the bottom left so you can share the room in your hallway so others can find it. Um, so what we're going to do next, I'm about to list for you the name of every single false god of the D9. Now somebody asked, well, why is she focusing on the D9 and Masons and Eastern Stars? Look, after, and I'll share this vision at the end, but after I renounced, God gave me a vision of an octopus that had its tentacles on the church, the body of Christ. That octopus represented these D9 organizations. The octopus has nine tentacles. Each tentacle represented one of the organizations. But I'll go into that vision at the end and the meaning of that vision and why I did reach out to ministry leaders to try to share with them what God shared with me. But um, yes, so, and also we'll, we'll read disclaimers as far as like, you know, when we get into the rituals and everything, but I'm prom look, panelists, I'm not pulling back tonight. Like I'm putting it out there because God said the devil is in the details. So y'all don't have to Let put it, it out there. If y'all want to step back and put it all on me, you can. I don't care, but I'm putting it all out there. I'm not going through everybody's whole ritual, but I'm putting enough out there for the people in the audience to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that this is demonic and it's a false God. I so stand with pen you. And pad. For AKA, the false god's name is Atlas. A-T-L-A-S is on the coat of arms. Google it. Look it up. It's the god who holds up, false god who holds up the world. I hope y'all writing this down because this is what you're going to need to break this off of somebody who was like me, who was looking at it as like three letters. And the thing is, and everybody on the panel can attest to this, when we, and those in the audience as well who agree, when you going through your rituals, that stuff go by so fast. Y'all be saying stuff so fast, you don't even know what you're saying. During the AKA's ritual, we mentioned Atlas. Nobody told us who Atlas was. So we sent up there pledging to demons and don't even know it. I knew that what was on the coat of arms, nobody explained what was on the coat of arms. Nobody explained that man bent over with this earth on his shoulder. Nobody told us that was a false God. But when you do your research, you learn that's a false God. But that's who the organization is allied to. And you can say, well, I'm a part of the organization, but I'm not allied with Atlas. So I'm not allied with the false God. No, if you're a part of the organization, you are allied by default. You can't separate yourself from it. By default, God is looking at you because you done made a pledge during the ritual to the organization. And it's a God over the organization. So you done made a pledge to that God. And our God, Jehovah God, does not do split allegiance because he says you shall have no other God, Panayim. You shall not have another God in my face. So you are uh, deceiving yourself to think that it's okay to pledge to a false God and still serve Jehovah God. He is not hearing you. He's not doing it. He's I want to throw this out there real quick before we get deeper into the gods. Um, Greek... Egyptian and Roman pantheons, pantheon is just a fancy way of saying the hierarchy of gods, um, are essentially all the same, just under different names. This also goes for the Sumerian and the Syrian gods. All of those gods that come from the Mesopotamian Near Eastern area, 
they all have the same origins. And when you start reading this book, the good book, the Bible, and you go into Genesis and you read from chapter six to chapters 11, you begin to see how cultures and things form. So these are all the same gods, just under different names. So I want I want to throw that out there because some of them might be Greek gods. Some of them might be Roman gods, but it is the same principality. God it is God. the same power that they are operating under. They just have different names. You say potato, I say potato, but we still talking about the same object. Exactly. And then for Alpha Phi Alpha, um, it's the false god Osiris, O-S-I-R-I-S. -I -I Write it down, look it up, research it on your own. Um, Delta Sigma Theta is the false goddess Minerva. It's M-I-N-E-R-V-A. Look it up, research it. It's on their coat of arms. Kappa Alpha Psi is the false god Apollo. And Thoth, Thoth as well. Isn't it a Kappa on the stage? I can't remember. Wasn't it a former? No, he's not here tonight. That was King, right? That was King, yeah. Um, he couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, for Kappa Alpha Psi, it's the false god Apollo, but I know they also have the false god Thoth in their rituals as well. That's T-H-O-T-H. For Omega Sci-Fi is the false god Anubis. That's A-N-U-B-I-S. Phi Beta Sigma is the false god Horus. That's H-O-R-U-S. For Zeta Phi Beta is the false goddess Bastet. B-A-S-T-E-T. -E That's the cat god. And you said Marcus too. That was also in Black Panther, right? That is correct. Yeah, uh, the movie Black Panther, Panther goddess, yep. That's mm -hmm. correct. Sigma Gamma Rho is the false goddess Aurora, A-U-R-O-R-A. And they also have some dealing with the false goddess Maya, M-A, like apostrophe A-T. And then for Iota Phi Theta, um, which is not as popular as most of the D9, but they have the false god Centaur. It's like part horse, part man. Right. And go ahead. Yeah, I want to just expound on some of the names um, because there are other names. If you don't want to hear this one, I'll tell you the other ones. Um, Alpha Kappa Alpha, um, uh, Katesh or Haket. This is the Egyptian name of the god um, associated with the frogs. And I don't know if you guys remember the book of Exodus. When God pronounced judgment on Egypt, he plagued them with frogs as a mm -hmm. shot at their gods. Um, so again, so that's Alpha Kappa Alpha. We have uh, uh, Katesh slash Haket. Then with Delta Sigma Theta, we have Minerva, of course. Um, Apollo is is very closely related to Egyptian god. Thoth. Wait, go back. Spell Ketesh so they can look that up themselves. Q-E-T-E-S-H or H-E-K-E-T or H-E-Q-E-T. Um, also identify with Hathor. Um, so they're, they're all, again, it's all the same gods. It's just a, a different name for each one of them. I'm just giving more background because the sister was spot on. Um, Delta Sigma Theta, Minerva. The equivalent Egyptian god for that would be Neith, N-E-I-T-H, like Keith with an N, N-E-I-T-H. And this is where we get um, uh, the Minerva god from. Um, Iota Phi Theta, we have the centaur, right? But that's closely associated with Dionysus slash Bacchus. That's the Roman and the, and the Greek names. Dionysus, D-I-O-N-Y-S-U-S, -S, and then Bacchus, B-A-C-C. H-U-S. This, this particular god rules over the centaurs. Um, so, you know, it's, we're speaking of the god by uh, uh, speaking to its minions or its, its followers. Then, um, I, I don't know if you said Omega Sci-Fi, but in addition to, uh, I don't recall which one you said. Which one Anubis. was it? That you, okay, yes, Anubis. Um, yeah, that's what I have in my notes as well. 
Um, Minerva is also uh, the the same one that's associated with Delta Sigma Theta is also associated with Omega Psi Phi, um, as it refers in the rituals, and we'll get into that later, of the spirit of Omega Psi Phi as a she. Um, Phi Beta Sigma, um, Pallas Athena, which is the goddess of wisdom, um, in the rituals we claim to be, well, they claim to be under their protection. And then again, this just goes back to this Apollos thing that she was speaking of a few moments ago. Um, it's it's the same thing. It's it's the same God. And Apollos would relate to Horus. So my sister said that it was Horus. Horus and Apollos are the same thing, just different names. And the mythology might vary a little bit different. Um, as for Zeta Phi Beta, it goes straight to the Egyptian. It doesn't it doesn't dip out from that. Um, Bastet, B-A-S-T-E-T. Um, Sigma Gamma Rho, we have Ma'at, the Egyptian goddess, M-A apostrophe A-T. Um, you all may have heard of the 42 laws of Ma'at. This is the goddess that prescribed those things to the Egyptian people. Then we have Aurora, the Roman goddess, which is derivative of Ma'at. A-U-R-O-R-A, -R -R -A, Aurora. Um, and then uh, this is a fun one for uh, people who are in the D9. You all know of Sigma Pi Phi, um, also known as the Boule. Um, AKA the Black Illuminati. <laughs> um, and this is ruled by the Arkin. The Arkin is a, a Greek symbol that has the head of a woman, wings of a griffin, and a lion's body. Um, we see these things all throughout Egyptian hieroglyphics and, and things of that nature. So um, I, we'll tie that in in a few moments when we talk about. <laughs> yeah, I've been shut up. Thank you for all that info, Zachary. I love you. You be coming with it. Coming with it. Did anybody else want to jump in before we start getting some yes. rituals? Go ahead. Yes, real quick, I want to go ahead and uh, read a verse. So 2 Corinthians 11, I start at 13 and 14. So, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. So here's the thing. We know that these uh, these false gods and goddesses, the Roman and Greek mythology, they're not real. So what are they really? They're demons. Come on. Demons disguised as these Greek gods and Roman goddesses. And that verse you just heard. Satan transforms itself to an angel of light. So look at it this way. With, with, with some of you, well, those who are AKs or whatnot, or anyone trying, who's interested in that, or any other organization, would it still be attractive to you if there wasn't an, an ivy, a pink ivy, or the pyramid, or the elephant, or the Kappa Canes, or the Q dogs? Would it still be attractive to you if that was a demon replaced with those images? Would you still have that same energy, like, yeah, yeah, I'm this and I'm that? If it was really a demon instead of those pearls or the diamonds or the crescents or the camels or the the the, the kitty would it still be attractive to you because that's all satan is doing he's just masking his true nature the demons with these things it's a masquerade mm -hmm. are you on my mic that's good and we about to get into that too with the rituals and this is how a lot of uh christians get sucked in um because mind you remember most of the People, they pledge undergrad they're like 19 20 21 years old some of them are like new christians so as you'll see as we're about to go through these rituals many of these rituals they mix scripture with the rituals aka's we actually went to church during our pledge process so it seems spiritual but that's a spirit of deception because even though it's mixed in scripture and it's mixed in the Bible, which makes you think, oh, well, this is a good thing. Oh, it's community service. This is a good thing. No, it's the source. It's the demon. It's the false God that's tied to the organization. And it's also you're doing things in the name of the organization. You're supposed to be doing things in the name of God. You're supposed to be doing things in the name of Jesus. So it's a deception. The devil makes it look like it's light, but it's really darkness. And we about to get into some of these rituals. Again, panelists, if y'all want to pull back, hey, 
put it all on me. I don't care, but we about to go into detail. And before we do, um, we're going to read this disclaimer. I got it. I love it. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Fair use outlined in section 107 of Title 17, which is the United States Copyright Act. Fair use allows citizens to excerpt a small portion of copyrighted work, and in this case, it's going to be the ritual books, um, for various purposes, such as criticism, comment, news reporting, teaching, including multiple copies for classroom use, scholarship, or research. And the United States Supreme Court has held that any information including copyrighted information can be used for educational purposes provided you are not using a substantial part of the whole thank you thank you for that zach holding it down all right so we about to get through some of these rituals um and again we're not breaking down every organization's ritual but hey it's public information it's been leaked on the internet so we're gonna put some of it out there but if you google the organization and their ritual i can pretty much guarantee you you're going to find a ritual book and you will be able to go through and read some of this for yourself to see how demonic it is. It's all dark, but if I had to say one is darker than the rest, if that's even possible, it would definitely be Kappa Alpha Psi, which y'all going to see as I read through some of these rituals. So the first one, I'm not just reading through the rituals, I'm reading through the rituals and I'm giving you scripture to show you how what's done in the ritual is wrong. All right, so we're going to start with AKA. During the Alpha Kappa Alpha's ritual, there is an altar Mind you, we're not supposed to be building altars to nobody but God, but there's an altar built to Ethel Hedgeman Lyle, which is like the main founder over AKA, but there is an altar built to Ethel Hedgeman Lyle. The basilisk lights a candle from the single white candle on the table representing Ethel Hedgeman Lyle. From her candle, she lights the palace candle who lights the first candidate's candle and is passed on to each candidate until all candidates have lighted their candle. And then the basilisk says, pass on this torch pass on this flame remember from whence the glory came okay and then it goes on to say and eyes are on you as you run beyond the shining of the sun but it says remember from whence the glory came that's in the ritual now in the bible psalms chapter 62 verse 7 it says in god is my salvation and my glory in God is my salvation and my glory. AKA says the glory comes from AKA. The Bible says the glory comes from God. Which one is it? God ain't schizophrenic. He didn't change his mind. So if you're pledging and you're saying, oh, well, the glory comes from AKA, you're giving, you're making AKA a God. Well, it's already a God because of the God Atlas. So by default, it's God, but you're pledging your allegiance to that false God Atlas. So basically you're saying the glory is coming from Atlas. It's not coming from Jehovah God. And then it also says in the AKA's ritual book, um, open then my eyes, oh God. It, look, I'm telling y'all, the devil make it sound so Christian-like because it's throwing God in these rituals. It's throwing scripture in these rituals, but it's deception, y'all. Look, in the AKA's ritual book, they actually say, open then my eyes, oh God that I may behold the wondrous works of this great organization. Now, if you go to BibleGateway.com, I'm not going to go through all the scriptures now, but go to BibleGateway.com, and I want you to put in the search bar on BibleGateway.com, wondrous works of God or wondrous works. You're going to find 12 scriptures that talks about the wondrous works of God, a.k.a. 
wants you to worship the wondrous works of the great organization. The Bible says we're to worship the wondrous works of God. So which one is it? Are we going with the Bible or are we going with what AKA says? It's deception. And then also in AKA's, AKA's ritual, it says, make me to understand the ideals and purposes of this sisterhood so that I may continue the great work so nobly begun. Take from me any selfishness and lack of purpose, which could keep me from following the ideals of the organization. Awaken within me holy desires. Inspire me with a new enthusiasm of the revered founders and grant me wisdom and strength that I may render service to all mankind. And then have the audacity to stamp it with, in Jesus name, I pray. Amen. See, it sounds spiritual. So, you know, it sounds like you're doing a Christian thing by pledging this organization, y'all. It's a demon. It's a false God. And AKA, the AKA pledge to thee, O Alpha Kappa Alpha, we pledge our hearts, our minds, our strength. And when I say Alpha Kappa, whatever we send for the organizations in these rituals, replace it with their God. So when you say to the O Alpha Kappa Alpha, you really say it to the O Atlas because that's the God over Alpha Kappa Alpha. So anyway, the AKA's pledge to the O Alpha Kappa Alpha, we pledge our hearts, our minds, our strength to foster their teachings, obey thy laws, and make thee supreme in service to all mankind. O Alpha Kappa Alpha, we greet thee. Well, Mark chapter 12, write that down, because if you minister into an AKA, you need this. Mark chapter 12, verses 29 through 30 says, and Jesus answered them, the first of all the commandments is hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. Did y'all get that? So AKA says, we pledge our hearts, our minds, our strength to AKA. The Bible says, Pledge your heart, your soul, your mind, your strength to God. Which one is it? Which one are we going with? Are we going with God or are we going with the false God? I'm going with the real God. I hope y'all writing this down. We're going to move to Alpha Phi Alpha. Did anybody else want to jump in before I get to A Phi A? Nope. Okay, I'll be going. Um, there's a prayer that is said, and in the prayer it says, Eternal Spirit, we yearn for better understanding of spiritual things and walk closer with thee. And I'm not going to read the whole prayer to you all. But in the latter part of the prayer, it says, and be grateful for the opportunities of fulfilling thus the law of eternal life. So we're appealing to an eternal spirit. And we know that this eternal, it's, it's just so vague. It allows for one to believe that they may be speaking of the Holy Spirit. They Come may be now. speaking of, they may be speaking of God, but we don't know who this spirit is. I've got, I've got Muslims. I've got Hindus. I've got this, that, and the third, all these other different religions on and my witches. line. And you're telling us that we're, we're, we're united by one spirit. And if this eternal spirit is not the Holy Spirit, then who is it? Who is it? And then, and then it says fulfilling the law of eternal life. Well, we know that the law of eternal life is only fulfilled through Jesus Christ. And that if it's not coming through Christ, then who is it coming through? Who? I yield. Come on now. When we get into the Alpha Phi Alpha ritual, all right? Go ahead and read that disclaimer for me one more time, Zachary. Yeah, give me two seconds. Fair use. Um, fair use is outlined in Section 107 of Title 17, which is the United States Copyright Act. Fair use allows citizens to excerpt a small portion of copyrighted work for various purposes, such as criticism, which we're doing here, comments, which is what we're doing here, news reporting and teaching, which is what we're doing here, including multiple copies for classroom use, scholarship or research. 
Now, the United States Supreme Court has held that any information, including copywritten information, which is the ritual books, can be used for educational purposes, provided you are not using a substantial part of the whole. Thank you. All right. So Alpha Phi Alpha's ritual books, section 11 of their ritual book says, the. and remember y'all, we don't went through the scripture where it says you're not to bow down. You're not to build altars. You're not to serve these gods. Look, oh, and it's another scripture we'll, we'll get to in a moment, but you're also not supposed to be um, making food sacrifices to these gods. None of that. But here's Alpha Phi, a portion of Alpha Phi Alpha. Again, Google these rituals. That way you can read the whole thing for yourself to see how demonic it actually is. But section 11 of the Alpha's ritual book, the candidate shall kneel, basically bow, and eat the food prepared by the food, prepared, wait, let me start over. The candidate shall kneel and eat the food prepared by the gods. That's in their ritual book, y'all. Alpha, some of y'all, you may have played, you don't even remember that part, but you knelt and you ate food prepared by the gods for Alpha Phi Alpha. It's like oysters and raw macaroni, but they, they consider now, it I remember to be that jump. It was nasty and bitter. I definitely remember that part. Yeah. It is food prepared by the gods for the Alpha Phi Alpha Men. Section 15 of the ritual book, it says, all members say, behold, be, y'all, the, the audacity. Look, y'all, oh my God. Section 15 of their ritual book. All members say, behold, behold, as candidates blindfold is withdrawn and he sees Alpha Phi Alpha, the light of the world in large letters just over the altar. And this, followed by reading Ephesians chapter four heresy the audacity so you call an alpha phi alpha the light of the world and then you're gonna read ephesians chapter four behind it so yes it seems spiritual right it seems spiritual however john chapter 8 verse 12 it says then jesus spoke again unto them saying i am the light of the world he that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John chapter nine, verse five says, as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Not Alpha Phi Alpha. Jesus is the light of the world. Matthew chapter five, verses 14 through 16 says, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. And the only reason it's saying ye are the light of the world is because Jesus is the light of the world. He's in us. So it's Jesus's light. It's not Alpha Phi Alpha's light. That's idol worship. Amen. I'm circling back to that. Keep going, sister. No, go ahead. Jump in. Well, this is a little off, but uh, not pertaining to Alpha. This has to do with Prince Alfred Masonry, which the divine Talk is about connected it. to. But Prince Alfred Masonry, um, they, so, so most people don't understand the Eastern By the way, we have a lot of Masons and Eastern stars in the room as well. They mess that's with perfect. me, so go ahead. Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. So, um, so most people don't understand that the esoteric meaning behind the symbol of light, which is mentioned a lot in, in Prince Alfred Masonry, uh, they, they don't, they don't understand what that is. And Freemasons are called the sons of light because they are supposed to, uh, they, they're at least supposed to be entitled to it and supposed to be like the true meaning behind the symbol of light. But I want y'all to know something about a, uh, a famous Mason. Uh, he goes by the name of Albert Pike. Um, but he, he identified the light bearer in a book called Morals and Dogma. Uh, if you guys haven't had the book, 
check out the book. I have it. It's on page 321. But he says, Lucifer, now he's a Mason saying this. He says, Lucifer is the light bearer. Okay. And in John 8, verse 12, it just piggies back up on what Faiza said is that Yeshua is the light of the world. So we know that that's a contradiction to our faith. Um, Albert Pike goes on to say, Lucifer, the son of the morning. We know that Yeshua is the, is the, the brighter morning star. Um, and he, he says, is it he who bears the light? Doubt it not. And it's crazy because Albert Pike had admitted that the Masons seek light. And he's now admitting that the light bearer is Lucifer and the Masons ask for a light from the light bearer, Lucifer. But I digress. I want to just jump in on this this Ephesians uh, verse that they're using, because um, when we read it in context, it makes a lot more sense. But when we talk about how Masonry has influenced fraternities and sororities, there's this idea of Christ versus Jesus. And so uh, Jesus in Matthew chapter 24, when he's speaking of the end times, he says in verse four, says this. Jesus, let me read this from the KJV because it's my favorite. Um, it says, and Jesus answered and said unto him, take, take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name saying, I am Christ and shall deceive many. He's not saying that they'll say, I am Jesus. He's saying that they will say, I am Christ. Meaning Messiah. So preach. When we look at what they're saying, in Ephes they, they take from Ephesians. And um, I'm, I'm, I don't know the, the exact verses of what they're saying, but I'm reading it. And it says, it says, according to the measure of the gift of Christ. So someone who may not be discerning can see that through this verse, it says, I'm calling you to one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of, uh, of all who is above all and through all and in you all. But unto everyone is given grace according to the measure of the gift of Christ. It's not this does not have to be specific to Jesus, because we already have heard from the mouth of Jesus Christ that there will be many who come along saying that I am the Christ. So when Alpha Phi Alpha says, uh, that Alpha Phi Alpha is the light of the world. It's saying that Alpha Phi Alpha is the Christ of the mm -hmm. world, the light that is supposed to lead everybody. And then they That's take it. scripture out of context That's and it. twist it to affirm this false belief. That's it's it. perversion. It is the definition of perversion. Taking this idea of something that is pure, right, and sweet and twisting it. Previously, be before we even get to that, it says, um, it says, um, the, I, I therefore beseech you, this is from Ephesians, out of context, as, as, as per usual with these, these organizations, Brother, and I'm going fast, so just bear with me, that ye will worthy of the vocation wherewith ye called, with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. So when it says spirit here, out of context, the spirit that it's referring to is the spirit behind Alpha Phi Alpha. It's not speaking of the Holy Spirit as the author um, Paul is saying in the letter of, uh, to the Ephesians. So they're taking this scripture out of context mm -hmm. and using it to affirm the Christhood or the, the nature of Christ of this false deity. And it's not true. It's simply not true. But it, ooh, it makes me so mad. But. Hey, I feel your passion. I'm with you on that, Zachary. Look, hey, get fired up telling this truth. I mean, the, the spirit of deception got to go out of the body of Christ. And we run it off by revealing God's truth. Um, but going back to uh, the Alpha Phi, and this is not just for Alpha Phi Alpha, but Alpha Phi Alpha and all, basically most of the D9, I'm almost bold enough to say all of the D9, but I'll just say most since I'm not sure. But most of them recite the point Invictus. So these are the words, or some of the words from Invictus, and you can Google the point Invictus. But um, one of the lines is, I thank whatever gods may be for my inconquerable soul, whatever gods may be. 
So you're a Christian, but you're thinking whatever gods may be. Okay, so shouldn't you know that Jehovah God is over your soul? Or, right. I mean, is it other gods, the possibility of other? That's basically what you're saying, whatever gods may be. Hey, that's who you're giving credit for your soul. And, and another line in Invictus, it matters not how straight the gate, and that's S-T-R-A-I-T. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I'm the master of my fate. I'm the captain of my soul. So basically you're making yourself a God. But if you look at Matthew chapter seven, verse 13 through 14, it says, enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be who go in thereat, because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and few there be that find it. So if the Bible is saying, enter ye in at the straight gate, but you're saying during your ritual, it matters not how straight the gate. Look, I'm going to say it like my pastor says it. Words are spirit and spirit is life. So the words that you're saying is going to give you a certain spirit and that spirit going to give you a certain life. So if you're supposed to be saying what the Bible says, which is enter ye in at the straight gate, but you're saying words to say it matters not how straight the gate. I mean, the words that you're saying during those rituals, you're giving life to those words and you're going to be living a jacked up life. You may not see it as a jacked up life, but the spiritual in the spiritual realm, you jacked up. It's some stuff going on. And if, if y'all could see the stuff that's going on this in the spirit realm, after you pledge allegiance to these organizations, yeah, you may be making it financially, but the demonic strongholds that you done opened up over your family and over your bloodline by some of the things that's done in these rituals. Oh my God. Like I can't even talk about it on tonight because that's not what we're talking about. We're just going through scripture and the rituals, but maybe we'll do another one later about that. But anyway, we're going with what the Bible says. So the Bible says it matters how straight the gate is. So that's where we stand in. All right. And so we're going to go to the Kappa's ritual. So Kappa Alpha Psi, Kappa Alpha Psi, they have what's called a Delphic Shrine during their ritual and all of their formal meetings. So the Delphic Shrine is placed in the, y'all, I forgot. Let me go back up to, no, I ain't going to read it, but it's in, um, I think it's in Judges. Maybe I'll read it. I'll go back up to it and read it later. But it's where the Philistines, um, they had taken the Ark of the Covenant and they set the Ark of the Covenant in the house of Dagon. And once they set the Ark, Google it on uh, Bible Gateway. Just, just Google House of Dagon and you'll find a scripture. But the Philistines, they took the Ark of the Covenant and they set the Ark of the Covenant in the house of Dagon. But they put the Ark of the Covenant next to the false god Dagon. And so the Philistines, they came out the next morning and they found Dagon, their false god, which, by the way, is a marine demon because it's like part man, part mermaid, but we ain't gonna get into marine spirits on tonight. But um, anyway, the, uh, the the Philistines came the next morning and they saw Dagon fell, falling over on the floor, like just over. So they gonna take that Dagon and put him back on the pedestal next to God again. And then they come back and the next time they come back to check on Dagon, he's chopped down. His head is cut off. His palms are cut off. So basically God done cut him down because they dared... First of all, you stole the Ark of the Covenant, but then you're going to try to put my presence next to a false god. But this is what's done in Kappa Alpha Psi's ritual. So they have the Delphic Shrine. And the Delphic Shrine is placed in the center of the room and it's covered with a crimson and cream coverlet. Y'all, this mim mimics the Ark of the Covenant. Their shrine is called the Altar of Kappa Alpha Psi. 
here's that part that I was just telling y'all about. So the Bible is always placed on the altar next to their shrine. The Bible is always open on the shrine and it's reflecting Proverbs chapter three. And then the pledges have to kneel at the sacred altar of Kappa Alpha Psi and repeat an oath. Y'all see how this seems spiritual because they got the Bible in it. But y'all, the Bible says we're not to bow down. We're not to have false gods. But they got this whole false god and then have the nerve to put a Bible beside it. And then, um, let's see, Kappa's, they offer up pledges as a sacrifice to whom they call the great god Ares, A-R-E-S. And this is also from their ritual book. They say, great and wise Ares, today thy children offer unto thee this sacrifice. Show forth thy divine approval by now flaring forth another red flame of light. And then the priest now flashes the bulb covered with blue cellophane. All of the Thracians become suddenly horrified and interpret the failure of the gods to send another red flame as an indication of their disapproval of the sacrifice which the Thracians offer. And then their lieutenant strategist or venerable priest um, say the gods show disapproval of our sacrifice. And then the members, they start murmuring signs of fear. And then the priest says, sheath thy sword, noble sheep. This sacrifice must be loosed and freed. Another sacrifice must be found. We dare not put to death whom the gods protect. Y'all, this is done during the Kappa's ritual. Do y'all see how demonic this is? A little bit more of the Kappa's ritual. And then it says, therefore, if thou desirest fellowship with us, thy only hope lies in going to the great oracle of Delphi, yonder on Mount Parnassus, and there obtain the knowledge which thou lackest. And I'm, it goes on and on and on. Google it. But like I said, all of these rituals are dark. But if there's one that's the darkest, it's the Kappas. Did anybody want to jump in? <sighs> uh, just, just it's, it's, it's always so heavy talking about these things because it's uncomfortable because <laughs> it's so heavy. Um, but uh, another thing is is that in the kappa uh, in the kappa ritual, as you said with the, with with uh, approaching the oracle, um, they're consulting this oracle for wisdom so that they can you know participate in the fellowship. But the Bible says in James chapter one verse five, if any man any man act, lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Um, not some oracle, but I, I don't want to, it gets, it gets worse. Yeah, that's it. So in their, in their ritual, it says, let us seek the abode of the mighty oracle of Delphi. The oracle is like a medium. It's like a spirit that talks to them or whatever. And so then the strategist keeps the pledge walking until the members have arranged the assembly room to represent the temple of Delphi. Then the room is arranged with an altar on which are a crucible of fire and a single candle. No one is in sight. The oracle should be concealed. When we say the oracle is basically the demon that's speaking to him, right? So it says the oracle should be concealed in a nearby room or behind a curtain. The strategist removes the blindfold at the door of the room and they approach the altar. As soon as they reach the altar, the oracle or demon speaks. And the oracle says, what one in need doth dare to venture here to this great fame to Delphus Apollo, dear, which is a god? What end seek ye? What mysteries have explained? What knowledge is sought in mighty Delpho's name? So it's like the demon talking to a demon. And then the strategist says, oh, great and wise oracle, I fetch to thy noble shrine an unlearned barbarian duly pledged an oath who begs to be adopted into our clan. 
and seeks from thee the wisdom of the Greeks, oracle or demon, let him turn to the sacred altar, fire and flame, and barley white cake offer in my name. Remember, we ain't supposed to be sacrificing foods to gods, but hey, it's all up in their rituals. And then remaining at the altar, pray that knowledge and high virtue may have sway over him and all his fellows evermore. So all are wafted to the golden shore. Demonic, y'all. Y'all can't tell me that y'all believe that's God. I just don't believe it. I don't, I don't believe anybody who's heard that can see God in that. Not our. Thank you all for tuning in on tonight for non-Sunday school. As you can see, God divinely interrupted our normal flow of programming for non-Sunday school where I teach the lessons. And he said to do the replay of Holy Smoke. Um, God is cleansing his church. He's purifying his bride. One of the big things in the body of Christ right now is idolatry and ministry leaders worshiping idols, believers worshiping idols, pledged to these Greek organizations, secret societies, Freemasonry, and God is getting the word out that he is not pleased. I wasn't able to play this message in its entirety. Um, there is so much more. This is like a five hour long teaching. Um, so if you want to hear the rest of this message and hear what God is saying to his people, feel free to go to my website, www.faizaimani.com. That's F-A-I-Z-A-H-I-M-A-N-I.com so that you can truly get God's heart on this matter concerning allegiances with these false gods over these Greek organizations and secret societies. Um, on my website, you'll see the free replays. This is Holy Smoke Part 4. You'll also be able to listen to Holy Smoke Part 5, 6, and 7, where we also talk about Greek organizations and um, relationships of Baal. We talk about um, church altars of Baal and we also have one that's a prophetic word where God is saying, jump, ship, and live. If you are a member of these organizations, I can promise you there is a curse on your bloodline. You may be doing well financially. However, God steps away and lets your false God protect you. And I back it up with scripture and jump, ship, and live. You will see how when you align with these organizations, you open yourself up to sickness, disease, premature deaths misfortunes, mishaps, not only you, but also your children, your seed. So I beg you, take a listen, seek God concerning what you hear, and I pray that any spirit of deception that has held you in these organizations or that's been trying to draw you into these organizations be broken and that God will set you free on tonight. So that is my prayer. Again, Take a listen to all of these holy smokes on my website. Be blessed. I will see you all next, next Wednesday night for non-Sunday school. We'll resume our teaching, but I had to get this out um, on the podcast platform. I tried to upload it, but the, the audio file is too large to upload, so I just wanted to play it as a replay. Again, be blessed. I love you with the love of the Lord. Good night.